uh, I was having a conversation kind of recently. Well, not recent. Okay, I don't, I don't have a concept of time because of COVID. So for me, recently is anything from 2010 until now. So my memory is just, that's just how I work. If I remember it, it's recent. And if I don't remember it, then it was a long time ago. Uh, but I was having a conversation with someone. She is, uh, she's getting her MBA. She's finishing her MBA this you know, spring uh, from a business school in California, a very good business school. Um, and she was telling me that she, she's working at a company. She found out about me because I spoke at a, uh, you know, just a panel. Uh, I was a speaker for a panel discussion in the uh, beginning of January um, for, a, for a group in uh, Texas, a professional group in, in, in Texas. So she attended that event. She saw me speak. She reached out to me later on. I left my contact information, and she told me, Muhammad, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an MBA student. I'm in a two-year MBA program, and I'm graduating this year. Uh, after my first year, most people did an internship during the summer. Um, I got a job. It was more like data analysis type stuff. She's like, I want to be a product manager. What can I do? So I asked a little bit about her company. I saw, you know, I said what opportunities exist, what kind of space do they operate in. Um, share whatever you can if you can't give me too much about your the, the company because I think it was a small startup, um, which of course everyone in California is working for startups. So, you know, she she gave me some information on the company and uh, it's not too too small. I looked on LinkedIn and they have about twenty two employees, and if the company has twenty two employees on LinkedIn, it's, that doesn't mean it's twenty two employees. That means that there's also people who aren't on LinkedIn, who you know, who are working for that company offline. And also there are people who might be on LinkedIn but haven't updated it because they just joined or they're trying to, you know, maybe they just don't want to mention it or anything like that. Um, you know, if they're working part-time or just don't want to, you know, just show show everyone that they're there yet. I know people, sometimes people like to wait until they're at a company for two, three months because they don't want to add a company to their LinkedIn and then they're only there for a month, something happens, God forbid, and then they have to remove it. And then it's just... You know, it's just unnecessary drama and headache. So some people like to wait. So, you know, I looked at it. I saw 22 employees. And in my head, I was like looking at what they're doing, looking at uh, how strong they've been, you know, gaining momentum and, and market share. I said, there's definitely more than 22 employees. So I talked to her. I just asked her, you know, about her day to day. I asked her about any um, opportunities that she's she's noticed uh, because she wanted to basically when she went when she graduates her MBA she was like I want to be a product manager I want the company to give me a product and I'll manage it I'll be in charge of marketing I'll be in charge of a B testing I'll be in charge of its development and enhancements and improvements and uh, just you know helping the product evolve and in, in reaction to uh, the needs of the customers so I told her what I had done a long time ago and uh, I don't know how dated this advice is. I don't know if this advice is good advice at all. It might be something that worked for me in a time where it was a little bit easier to to um, generate your own luck. But I was working for a company a long time ago, and we we had this like kiosk for clocking in and clocking out. It was kind of like an ATM machine, and you know we would come to work and we would clock in on this. You know we would clock in on this machine. You had like an ID, you would stick it into the machine, and then it had like menu options, and then you would, you know, you clock in, clock in. It was very basic, not not too too complicated, uh, and that's that was the purpose for clocking in, and clocking out. Um, I remember 
at a certain point, I, I got a little bit frustrated with this kiosk because I said, you know, I'm coming to work at 8.45 and I'm clocking in and I'm clocking in sometimes at 9.01, 9.02, which is annoying because then my, based on when you clock in, like your manager will get notified if you're late. So I said, it's not fair that I get in line and we have two kiosks and we have like dozens of employees. And if one of these things breaks, then guess what? Everyone shifts the line over. Now the line is even longer and I could be waiting for half an hour because it's not a smooth transaction. It's a very old interface. It's a very old way of doing things. Um, and it was just an old company. So I was just like, how can we improve this? How can we improve this? Um, and I came up with the idea that maybe we should um, create an application that people can put on their phones and then we can have some sort of location component to it, right? We'll have an Android application written in Java or something and we'll have the iOS application written in, we'll have it in a Objective-C or Swift. Um, but, you know, I said, let's, let's come up with two mobile applications and then, you know, we'll have some sort of location functionality on it so that people can only clock in, obviously, if they're at work and likewise, they can only clock out if they're at work, right? So nobody should be home trying to clock in and likewise, nobody should leave work go all the way home and then try to clock out and you know get some extra time not that there was any abuse or time fraud or anything like that but obviously you have to look at what management is going to think and what are their concerns going to be um so i just had this idea and it's just it's something i was just scribbling in my notebook just trying to think about like how do i suggest this how much would it cost what resources would we need how much time would be saved how do i calculate the value of the time and translate that into productivity. For example, if you have 50 employees and they're all spending 10 minutes every day just waiting in line, that's 500 minutes, right? That's almost 10 hours, right? That's about eight, eight hours and 20 minutes of time every day that's just being, that's a whole workday. That's, that's someone's entire workday being just spent, you know, clocking in and clocking out. So I just had this idea. I talked to a few other developers and they were just like, no, they're like, nobody's interested in building this. Like you should go to management, make a case and have them essentially give you the resources. Um, they, but they said like, because no one's asked for this, we're just not interested in even entertaining it or talking, talking you through it, helping you uh, kind of flesh out what it would look like. But I saw that there was a need and I said, I'm going to pursue this idea. So I, uh, I tried reaching out to my manager. My manager was not interested, but luckily um, there was another manager who was interested. Uh, so I had just a casual lunch with him. I explained to my idea. I said, I think we could improve. First of all, I think morale would go up. People don't like the kiosk. They hate them. They, they start cursing when one of them breaks down. So I said, if we could maybe have this application, it's on everyone's phones, that'd be great. And then he helped me kind of look at, well, how would we train people on how to use it? What would the application look like? Um, how do we get, you know, legal to approve it? How do we make sure it's secure and we're not taking anyone's information? And, you know, he, he just, he helped me think a little bit more big picture. He's like, you're looking at it like a convenience for the employees. We also have to look at it that once we make this something like this, it's an obligation on the company, right? Now we have to support it. Now we have to make sure that it's secure and it's updated in compliance with you know the requirements that Apple and Google have you know you can't have like an insecure vulnerable application on their on their market you know they don't like that um, so he's you know, we brainstormed and we had a few conversations and we put together some sort of pitch uh, so I was able to you know talk to people who were above him uh, at like the the director level the departmental level and uh, 
we put together a very quick presentation. The ROI was very clearly there. I mean, there's morale would go up, people would be happier, people would be more productive, they would have more time to do work. So those, you know, the ROI was very easy. They looked at how much time would be saved, how much you know, additional work would be generated, revenue, all that stuff. Uh, and then they, you know, we also had to talk about costs, like how many developers would have to be assigned to something like this, how much, you know, we have project management resources we have to think about, we have to think about timeline, we have to think about budgeting, um, we have to define scope a little bit. Uh, who would be in charge of this? I mean, once this application is made, who is going to be in charge of hosting it? Who's going to be in charge of paying any fees related to, uh, you know, to, to managing and, and maintaining the application? Uh, you know, I think HR wanted to, uh, HRIS uh, department wanted to to manage the application. They, they had a vision where it wouldn't just be clocking in and clocking out. They were like, we want an application that maybe is a one-stop shop for employees. Like, maybe they can check their PTO on this application. They can look at uh, their health in insurance elections. They can look at the 401. They they made it a much bigger animal than I intended. It was, me it was meant to be very simple. Uh, but, you know, I, we had conversations and in time, I, I left before I saw it come to completion. Um, but for a time, you know, I I was considered the, the product owner for, you know, these applications the android and, and ios version and i did walk i did walk teams through early iterations of it but it was very bare bones it was nothing fancy and i left before it became a lot more complicated i'm told that it was you know it it definitely grew and got a lot of traction over the years especially as the company grew larger and larger and acquired other companies they started implementing this with their other subsidiaries or other locations um throughout the you know the new england area so I shared the story with her and I told her that sometimes, you know, if you want to be a product manager or product owner, you can't wait for a company to give you a product because I said you have to understand it's a risk for the companies if you don't have attraction, right? If you, you did undergrad, you're going to business school, which is not easy and it's not, you know, it is a noteworthy investment. I'm not going to say that it's nothing. But as far as the company is concerned, you don't have a track record. You don't have... Uh, deliverables you don't have something you can speak about intelligently like they want to see past behavior past deliverables in order to predict like how you know productive how reliable you can be in the future so I shared the story and I told her that don't wait for them to give you a product I said sometimes you can find an opportunity in a company to create a new product and I said if it's your idea and you know what the vision looks like how you want it to behave you know what the need is like what problem it, it is solving I said, you might end up being the, the product manager for that product. So I said, you know, don't copy this literal example because I said, this is also a very old example. I think, you know, you're not going to be able to convince them to have a timekeeping application or anything like that. But, you know, I said, just look at it. See if there's anything about your intranet or everyone's workflow that they're a little bit maybe frustrated or disappointed in. I said, if there's any space that can be improved, right, look at it, see if there's an opportunity for a product, whether internally or even customer facing. See what customers are saying. If there's anything, um, you know, if there's anything that's lacking in the consumer experience, maybe there's an opportunity for you to to exploit that. So that was just my, you know, just a little bit, little anecdote on how, you know, if you want an opportunity, you sometimes have to create it rather than wait for it to be to be given to you, especially if you're not in a place where that would make sense just as a business decision. Um, so it's, 
it's easier to prove yourself when you identify a problem that they didn't know was there and then you devise a solution rather than wait for them to essentially you know hand you hand you some responsibilities um, you can be proactive at times when it makes sense or it makes sense uh, and try to you know generate your own you know, career progression so to speak hopefully that anecdote was uh, of some value to someone somewhere